Hey everybody, Dan here from Process Potables. Just wanted to give everybody a little heads up for this episode. Same as the last one. This is the second half of the last episode that ran pretty long, so we broke it up. This whole episode will be us breaking down the Newfound Glory Madness bracket that they had posted. Their results were already done, so we kind of broke down what the overall fan vote was and then did our own version of it with our opinions as we are all huge fans of Newfound Glory. So this is me, Steve and Corey talking about that bracket. Somewhere in the middle, you're going to hear our interview with Mason Engling. He is the drummer of In the Presence of Wolves, who are the music that we use for our intro and outro and whatnot. Mason is also a big craft beer guy, a huge hockey guy, and we didn't know it at the time, but we actually ended up making him. He's going to take over the reins as the host of Pucks and Potables. He was the guest on the first episode that came out about two weeks ago, right before, unfortunately, hockey ended. So you'll hear us talk about Mason's band and things like that. But going forward, Mason will be a part of the network as the host of Pucks and Potables, along with his friend Mike, who we'll get to see more as we get more into that podcast. Same thing with Corey. Last episode was the first time he was fully on, not as the engineer, but as a guest. He will be hosting another new podcast to our network called Power Bombs and Potables, where we discuss WWE, AEW, ROH, New Japan, TNA, everything like that. Corey will be taking over that. We did a lot of that discussion on the last pod because we don't have that much to talk about since most sports aren't happening. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Corey will be taking that over, and you'll be seeing regular episodes of both of those new podcasts coming, whether it be talking about those things and whatever else because of the pandemic and just wanting to fill time, or hopefully once life gets back on track, we can get back to basics and really focus on the content those episodes are meant to have. So we appreciate everybody for listening. Make sure you're giving us those five-star ratings and reviews and subscribing on whatever podcast platform that you use. Want to shout out our family, Underground Sports Philadelphia. You can find all things Underground Sports Philadelphia at Underground PHI on Twitter or Instagram. Our friends from Design Tree, keeping the giveaways going through these tough times, trying to you know, bring some positivity to everybody who's struggling right now. So make sure that you're following them for all kinds of giveaways and whatnot. Appreciate them. Our store is on their website as well as many others, so if you're looking to support other podcasts and stuff, that's a great way to do it. They hook us up, so we appreciate that. And then lastly, our sponsor, the Andrew Boss team at Berkshire Hathaway. These are tough times for everybody, but if for some reason you are in the market right now or you plan to be in the market once this whole thing blows by, hopefully, make sure that you're looking to the Andrew Boss team to help you with that. If you mention Process Potables, you can receive exclusive savings. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe and trust the podcast. So the last thing we have on the agenda today to get ourselves through these trying times is the Newfound Glory Madness Bracket. This was already completed online. I guess people were able to submit their own and there was voting and whatnot, so it's already complete. We're going to talk about what the final results were and then we'll go through it ourselves and do 
our own rankings as as all big fans of Newfound Glory and also having a affiliation with this being that they were the headliner, well, are still the headliner for Friday night of AC Beer Fest, again, just postponed to August 7th and 8th. So I'll kind of run through the bracket first. Well, I guess we'll just kind of give this the summation. So the final four ended up being My Friends Over You, the first single off Sticks and Stones, Dress to Kill, which was basically probably the second most popular song off the self-titled album after Hit or Miss. Hit or Miss on the other side, again, from the self-titled album. And then All Downhill From Here, which was the single off of Catalyst. Catalyst. So all of those songs ranging from like that, I guess, what is that, like 2000 to 2004 range, end up getting there to the end, which is obviously like the prime time of Newfound Glory. But throughout this bracket... You get things all the way from the first single off their album that's about to come out this year, which is, I believe, called Forever and Ever. The single is greatest of all time. Uh, but all, I think every album is represented at least once, if I'm not mistaken. Here, yes. Which I'm sure was kind of by design, even though some of those albums are, are very forgettable, yeah. while some of them are very underrated. So I'm sure we'll get to some of those conversations when we break through it. So... I think that's all. Uh, the The winner ended up being. I, I don't, do I have the winner here? The, the winner was my friends over you. It was. Okay. Yeah. I thought I remember that being the case, but that's not in this picture I found. So maybe they didn't update the image with it, but probably announced it. So I guess we don't really. I mean, I guess let's see where we end up with it because I honestly don't know, and then we can kind of see what differs from this bracket and, and maybe talk about it in that sense. So we'll we'll start at the the top left. Uh, I think I sent this to everybody, so you have it in front of you, right? Yep. Got pulled up. So they don't they don't have numbered rankings either, so I don't really know how these sit. So we'll just kind of go through. So the first matchup we have My Friends Over You. Again, that was the first single off of Sticks and Stones, and then Head on Collision. Also Sticks yes. and Stones, fifth track, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um so so both very, very popular songs off that album. Corey, big new friend glory guy. I know where do you kind of sit on this matchup? Uh, I, because I, I already did this bracket myself, I went head on collision. I like My Friends Over Year, but I think it's way too overplayed. I was never hype on that song over anything else on that album from the time I started listening to it. Uh, and I definitely, when I, when I, some of these songs, when I listen to them, I had to listen to them back to back to give myself an honest opinion. This was one of them, and I went head on collision. It's it's really hard. It, it it it's a toss up, but I definitely agree that my friends overuse definitely overplayed, and I like the song, but it's just certain songs from certain bands. You, you just can't listen to that song ever again. So I I, I would go head on collision too. All right, I guess my vote doesn't matter. I'd pick my <laughs> friends. Head on collision is a good song, and I get that my friends being overplayed, but like that song fucking slaps. It's it such, does. It's, it's quintessential newfound glory in my opinion that's that's a really tough first round matchup too like, it's a very tough yeah, yeah it's definitely not not how it should have been right, just imagine they took ones from the next bracket and just flipped them right like, like, so imagine easier. imagine yeah. this being like i guess what is this 32 this is yes. 64 right so yes, yeah i mean essentially that's a one versus eight head on collision should not be an eight so there's a there's a flawed issue in that sense head on collision also very good but i would have picked my friends but all right so is somebody gonna be able to keep track of this we have head on collision moving on yeah, I'll write it down. All right. Good. So the next one in that bracket is Listen to Your Friends, which was off Not Without a Fight. 
Yes, right? yes. Third, that was the first track, single or, off that. Yeah, first single, I think, like, the third track. And then Party on Apocalypse, which is off the last album, right? The Makes Me Sick. Yeah, that, that album makes me sick, so. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, funny that we're doing this, that song keeps coming on when my wife puts on whatever random, like, Pandora station she does. And I'm like... Thumbs down that shit. <laughs> of all the songs they could pick from Newfound Glory, this is the one they're putting on. That song's actually not that bad. But listen to your friends is fucking incredible yeah so i'm pretty no, sure no, there's not much conversation God, to be now without yet. a fight is such i feel an underrated album they Pro- were in a bad situation at that point yeah. mm-hmm. they had no record deal mark hoppus was that the first one on epitaph yeah i think it was the only one on epitaph oh okay i think they're still on it i thought they were still there um they? they might be but i i know that that's the one where literally mark hoppus let them come into the studio record the whole album for free essentially until they got a record deal and that was like the gamble he took on him, and that fucking album slaps. Now, what was before that? Was that coming home? Technically, screen to your stereo two, okay, and the EP with uh, "Dig My Own Grave," oh, which I think is called "Dig My Own Grave" EP, something th- like that. Yeah, I think so too. Which the, that the, was that was on Bridge Nine because they, they, right. they were in a they and, were in because that was also the international superheroes of hard. Yeah, I mean you, they went from being drive through to that to coming home on Geffen for one album, got booted from Geffen, went back to drive through to do Screen to Your Stereo Two, then ended up on Bridge Nine for that EP, and then we're back here with. Um, Epitaph. Uh, Epitaph for the couple after okay. that. All right, so listen to your friends is, is an easy move on. Yeah. But I will say for like, I actually put that whole Makes Me Sick album on like yesterday. And I think it was yesterday or Thursday just because it, the song had been coming on my wife's Pandora or whatever the hell she uses. And like, I got through it, which I don't even recall being able to do, but like none of it's very good. But that song is okay. I never made it through the album. I made it about six songs in and yeah. shut it off. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't actually know that I finished the whole thing, but I feel like I made it a decent amount there. I guess that's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on. This one's going to be tough for me. So mm-hmm. Vicious Love, which is on Resurrection. Yes, it is. There's uh, two like, versions. Yeah, there's the Haley Williams remix or whatever, and then there's just the original oh, I forgot one. about that. Yeah, and it's yeah. something I call Personality, Another Sticks and Stones Certified Banger. I'm going to start because I feel like I'm going to lose and I don't want to just do the, my, my vote is annoyed, but Vicious Love is a really good fucking song. It is. And I really like that song. I know something I call personality is is a very, very popular song. I think this is a product of there's so many good songs on Sticks and Stones, it's hard to yeah. single any of them out and in a way that's downgrading them all. While Vicious Love is probably my favorite song off Resurrection, which is a great album for the record. Sticks and Stones is one of those albums that like, you, it's really hard to pick a bad song off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's an easy play through the entire thing. So I feel like I'm out here, but I'm starting so I can get this out of the way. Vicious Love is so good, and I'm voting <laughs> for it. No, I really like Vicious Love too, but I, I gotta give the edge to something I call personality. I have something I call personality as yep. well. Fine. I know that you love Vicious Love, uh, but honestly, that chorus is so good. Like that was the single off of Resurrection. I feel honestly, if they put the song Resurrection up against uh, something called, per- called Personality, I might have gone Resurrection because that, no. re- that song hits. It's not better than Vicious Love. Agree the, to the, disagree. The first, the fir- the, I thought the first thing on that was Selfless. Isn't no, that- you're right. Selfless was the first one. And yes. Selfless is good too. That, that I, I could maybe get behind as well. Uh, but I would have picked Vicious Love, but fine. We'll move on. 
the last matchup in this bracket, we have something I call personality. No, that's not right. Nope. Understatement versus sincerely me. So understatement, mm. the opener from Sticks and Stones. So is, does every matchup in here have a Sticks and Stones song? Uh, the second yeah. one didn't. Everything yeah. else yeah. does. And then sincerely me, which is uh, also all self-titled with the uh, opening bass line. Yes. I believe that is track two, three. That it's not one or two. It's three. It's probably three. Steve, why don't you start? I don't know if you started one yet. Dude, I I really like the that opening bass line from Sincerely Me, so I that's kind of where I'm going. I just all right, so I'm gonna make Corey break another, the tie here because I'm yeah. making an understatement. I it's, think it's my second favorite song off Sticks and Stones, and it's one of the best opening songs of any album all the time. Yeah, it this sets the yeah. tone for the entire album, and it, it's a certified banger. This was one of those songs that I said, uh, one of the rounds where I had to actually listen to both songs back to back to make my decision on which one I actually felt uh, better about, and I definitely want an understatement. All okay. Right. It's tough. That's yeah, really I like. Tough. I wouldn't argue against it, you know. All right, so Steve, you're keeping track. What four do we have advancing from this bracket? So we have head-on collision, listen to your friends, something I call personality, and understatement. All right, so the only one that we changed. Wait, say it again. Head-on collision, listen to your friends, something I call personality, and understatement. Okay, so we have head-on collision advancing, which my friends made it to. My friends won the whole thing. We have it out in the first round. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Definitely, but other definitely than that, different. sticking to the status quo. We move on to the next bracket, the first match of greatest of all time, which is the single off their upcoming album versus It's Not Your Fault, which was the first single off of Coming Home, yes. which at the time I absolutely hated. Fucking Everyone hated did, yeah. Hated it. <laughs> but my God, do but, I love that album. But now. the album like aged very, very well to, to be an album that, that I'm a very big fan of. I have come around on the new single a little bit. I did not like it the first time. Now I, I can it. I can tolerate it. The lyrics but are really... cheesy, but the, I thought right. like I said well, before, and so is like... it's not your fault. So this is a funny yeah. matchup because these are both songs that I don't love. But at this point, I haven't had enough time with Greatest of All Time, and maybe it'll mm-hmm. grow on me a little more. But right. right now, I'm with it's not your fault just because of the way that whole album grew on me. I'm just, I definitely agree. That's one that we all fucking hated, and then you you kind of grow to love it. And to be honest, I'm also picking that by default because I I haven't heard a new single yet. So yeah, I know isn't fair, but it seems uh, like so Corey vote doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, it's not your fault was what I had, and okay. and, and I feel like. What we had talked about is that when It's Not Your Fault came out, that was like the maturing album. And it, we, we were just like, wait a minute, what is this? But I feel what really helped make that album that much better is that when they came out with Not Without a Fight. And it was like, hey, we didn't fucking sell out. Like, we just wanted to try something different. Sure. It made that that other album. That's like, true. Okay, I dig this. Like, I can totally see that you're just trying to change things up because then they came back with Not Without a Fight, which hit really hard on that's a really good point i don't know if i ever thought i i I would be curious to think if like i came around on that album before or after not without a fight came out that was my i mean like i said before when i first started listening to found glory uh probably around 2005 because of you the first new album was coming home so i I understand my disappointment at that point like that was the first new content they put out uh but obviously i didn't give up on it and it was like "Ah, okay and then kept growing as the years went on and then Not Without a Fight came out, and it was like, okay, all right, I'm still on. All right, so we're, we're with the status quo. Yes. We have It's Not Your Fault moving on. The next one, and this is a conversation that will come up a few times on here because, I mean, Newfound Glory is a band that does a lot of covers, and a lot of them have made it on here, uh, specifically with all their Screen right. Your Stereo albums. 
Kiss Me versus Truth of My Youth. Truth of My Youth is another song off of Catalyst. Yes. Uh, Kiss Me coming off screen near Stereo 2, yes. I believe. Corey, I think you've had to break the last two, so why don't you start here? Um, I know a lot of people like Kiss Me off that Screen Your Stereo 2 album. Um, uh, King of Wishful Thinking is my personal favorite off that entire album, which I believe is on the right side of the it bracket. Um, but this this one, Truth of My Youth, went because Truth of My Youth off Catalyst, that that song, like all these the songs that are really heavy that kick is what I really tend to go to. And if there's like a catchy thing, uh, Kiss Me, I kind of thought was uh. I mean, it's not horrible, but if I had the cho- choice, uh, choice, sorry, Truth of My Youth r- wins. Is Truth of My Youth has the guitar. Dun, 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 Yep, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to make sure I had that right. All right, so you have Truth of My Youth going. Steve, what do you have here? Yeah, I have a Truth of My Youth, too. Just be- Part of it was... If a woman was doing this, they would have said, kiss me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, I like to cover Kiss Me, but I also like, okay, if I really want to pick a cover... To advance and pick it over their original song. It's going to have to be a cover of a song that I also like. Right. That That's kind of just hey, how Kiss I... Kiss Me is a good song. Fuck you. Yeah, Kiss I, Me I has a really good breakdown. So it's a it's a it pretty does. difficult decision. But Truth of My Youth is a really good song. Off yeah. And I don't think it was a single or anything. So I'm, I'm pretty happy to see it on here because I think it is one of their few few under, more underrated songs. Because so many of their songs get so much play I, at like other I concerts. I think they did a video for, for Kiss Me. I'm pretty sure they did, but really? I can't I'm saying, remember. I'm saying Truth of My Youth. Oh, I thought you said "Kiss Me." Sorry, no, like "Truth of My Youth" is not a single, no, I don't think, no. or anything. So, like the fact that it's on the list is interesting because it's a really good song. But I most mean, of these are singles. I'm I'm a newfound glory nerd. I think that they actually released "Truth of My Youth" on like a single at some point, but I don't okay. think they made a video for but sure, it. Sure, like it wasn't heavily, even right. if it was. Which right, I'm some alt rock sure. station in Florida probably played it. Right. All right. So consensus: "Truth of My Youth" moves on. Next one: "Ready and Willing." That's Resurrection? Ready and Willing, yes. Yeah, I don't remember that one. It's Resurrection <laughs> versus Let It Go, another cover. That's all Screen Your Stereo 3, obviously from Frozen. Yes. Uh, I'm going Ready and Willing. Ready and Willing. not really that close for me. Same. I really don't need to hear Let It Go anymore. Though their cover's fine. It's, I don't mind yeah. it. Much better than listening to the original for me right. as a guy without kids and yes. never watched that movie. But um, yeah, Ready and Willing is a really good song. Last one in this bracket, we have Hold My Hand, which is absolute banger off Coming yeah. Home. Uh, one of my favorite newfound songs of all time at this point. And Dress the Kill, which I believe is the second track off the self-titled. Yeah. Also a very, very good song. This is probably, if not the second most difficult, the most yeah. difficult decision for me. I'm going to go ahead, and if I'm being completely honest, I'm picking Hold My Hand. Oh, Okay. Wow. Oh, I popped that wave ski over I, there. Sorry, I, bro. I love that song so goddamn much. And it's another one of those things where, like, okay, Coming Home's grown on me. But if we're, if I'm really talking, like, there's probably, like, four songs on that album I really like listening to. Like, I can listen through it. But four songs probably really stick out to me where, again, self-titled, I've been listening to it for so long in my life now. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much at 20 years of it mm-hmm. that I've been listening to it. I don't even know if there's really one song that I really resonate to on that album anymore. I just like listening to it the whole way through right. pretty evenly. Mm. Where Hold My Hand is easily the best song to me off Coming Home. Easily in probably my top five newfound Glory songs all time. So I, I got to go with it. Corey, you want to go here? Yeah, why don't you go? I mean, first thing I'll say is I, I like the song Coming Home better than Hold My Hand. That's a one and two for me. Oh, really? Uh, off of that album. Uh, this was another one that I had to listen to both of them back to back and 
dress to kill one for me. Wow. Okay, Steve, you got to break the tie here. This and is, I know you're much more. If it was old, coming old... home, I probably would have picked coming home over this. Really? Just saying, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going hold my hand. Wow. I'm yeah. Surprise. All right. Because right. that that is definitely my favorite song from that. Out, out, like I. Yep. Again, that's a tough matchup, man. All right. So. Um, they had It's Not Your Fault Advance. We had that. They had Truth and My Youth, youth Advance. We had that. They had Ready and Willing Advance. We had that. They had Dress the Kill. So we have an upset from us and Hold My Hand. And Dress the Kill made it all the way to the final four. So again. It makes it to uh, my final four. Spoiler. Two, both songs <laughs> on the left side that made it to the final four. We bounced in the first round. Are we just being contrarian or are we being honest here? No. No. Maybe I, a little bit of both. I feel that we are, we are two people... Not two people. We're we're three people oh, wow. that have been listening if to Newfound like Glory. Five people. For, <laughs> well, I was gonna say for 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 well over ten years, and the people that chose the songs they did are the ones who are like, oh, I like these songs because they come up on my Pandora and my Spotify, right. and they don't, they haven't really followed. I mean, that's not necessarily band. fair. Let's let's. Relax. I think it is very fair. We're I'm, not the only three people who listened to Newfound Glory in the early two thousands. Wait, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, that is break kayfabe. Break the fourth wall. Yeah, don't break the kayfabe ski over here. Although, I need a beer ski. Right, well, you got plenty. No one's stopping you, bro. All right, so starting at the top of the right side, we've got Hit or Miss versus Forget My Name. So Hit or Miss, probably the most famous Newfoundland oh, yeah. song like overall to the masses. Also off of self-titled and also off of Nothing Gold Can Stay. Two different versions of that. And then Forget My Name, which was also Sticks and Stones. Correct. Uh, Steve, why don't you start here? It's got to be hit or miss, right? Yeah. I mean, I I like Forget My Name, but... I actually... like Forget My Name is one of my least favorite songs off Sticks and Stones, which may be kind of a hot take, but just kind of annoying to me. I don't really like the singing in it. It's a little high in his range. and uh, Yeah, it's a good song. I'm not, not trashing it, but... This isn't that I don't close think to me where I think I think a lot of people would find this to be a closer argument than I do. I had to listen to both of these because I forgot where on the bottom half of Six and Stones Forget My Name was. Like I know the name. I didn't remember which specific song it was. Uh, in the end, I went hit or miss. Okay. So there hit or miss go. goes on. I think that's pretty easy. That's a tough matchup for Forget My Name. Same as the other one where my friend's face is head-on collision. Like Definitely think that's poor seating. Yeah. Who's the next person you know who will be buying or selling a home? Have them contact the Andrew Boss team at Berkshire Hathaway for the most trusted process when it comes to real estate in New Jersey. Call today, 856-904-5636. That's 856-904-5636. And mention Process Potables for exclusive savings. All right, so we are joined by our good friend and... uh drummer for the band in the presence of wolves the the theme for the in and out of process potables mason engling mason thank you for coming on thank you for having me stoked to be here very very excited to talk to you been meaning to try to get you on for a while make sure that if you guys aren't already following in the presence of wolves you can find them on twitter at it pal band itpow and on instagram the full band name in the presence of wolves mason we'll start right there uh how did you guys come up with the name in the presence of wolves um, Vinny has like this long artsy kind of way of putting it out, but really, if you're familiar with Incubus, uh, they have a song called "In the Company of Wolves," okay. and mm. in not being like Godsmack and taking the name right from an Alice in Chains song, we were like, "All right, well, how can we rework this?" So you change company to presence, and you get 
in the presence of wolves. I like it better anyway. I think it's got it's got a cooler yeah. feel feel to it. I was listening to Make Yourself on Vinyl Saturday night while watching the Flyers. So oh, good call. Very good time. Yeah. And then unfortunately watched the Sixers. Which, I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. You like you're on this high, and then yep. you go. Uh, I was pass. I was on many levels of high. If mm-hmm. we're being honest, um, so Cloud ten m- most recently <laughs> uh, that I know about you guys as far as touring and whatnot, you did a, a pretty big tour with Thank You Scientist, yeah, who uh, are, are another prog band from Jersey that we're mm-hmm. big fans of, and you guys like there's a good amount of the U.S. and also a big chunk of Canada, right? So we we did. We did um, a short run with Thank You Scientist in 2018 where we got up to Canada. So we did like Montreal and Toronto. And then before that, we did Boston and New York with them. Okay. And we played with them like a couple of different times. Um, but with that tour, it was it was North America. We only hit uh, Canada once, so it was Toronto. Um, but it was, I think, 28 dates all throughout the U.S. Okay. Wow. So yeah. you had like the mini tour the first time, which was more Canada. And then you did like a yeah. full U.S. Yeah. So we weren't in like, you know, okay. Manitoba or anything like that, you oh, know. Man. Yeah. But is playing in Canada like? Is there anything different like as far as the crowd or? Do they, they like just, probably don't mosh right? Um, no, dude. You oh my god! So Toronto. Each time that we've been there, it's been the craziest show that we've played. Really? Yeah. So it was night two um, on the on the tour. We were we just got back from Pittsburgh, and we were um, yeah. I mean you know we opened the show, and you know the the the, the venue was packed and everything. They were moshing and and all this stuff. Um, and uh, we stay, you know, obviously watch Thank You Sciences and everything. Um, me and Jim actually like got into the pit for it, you know, and it, it was like getting, you know, fairly rough. And you know, we're we're older now, so it's not like we're you know nineteen yeah. at Warped yeah. Tour, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, Toronto, they go hard. That was okay. actually like one of our favorite shows was that uh, Toronto show. Yeah, because like each of the past two years, like I visited Canada, Montreal, and Toronto, and like you know, Canada jokes aside, like it's it's like really awesome. Oh, like, they're yeah. they're so nice up there, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> wow. You know, it's a. It's, I wasn't ready for that. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the majority of when we between like Canada and driving through the Northeast. It was me and Vinny like doing stupid accents like that, you know. So as far as like hanging out with Thank You Scientists, like would you say that like? Do their personalities fit well with you guys, or like, are you guys more chill than them? Are you guys a little wilder than them? Like, how do you level that out? Um, I mean, I think we're we're both pretty even. Um, okay. I would say we're all pretty uh, uh, dirty minded. Okay, if that makes any sense. So the big oh thing, yeah, you're in the, the right place. <laughs> um, the the big thing that we would do was uh, a lot of photoshopping. So Tom Mana, the guitar player. Wait, I mean, you have that too. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that he kind of got me started on it um, because he was taking it to like next level stuff, like you know, putting us in you know, gru- I'll say gruesome porn and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. So then he's breaking me out of my like you know humble like oh I'm gonna put your face in a movie poster to right. oh you're eating crap out of this dude's ass awesome <laughs> oh, like okay. stuff like that yeah so instead of like a titanic meme you're doing like a human centipede yeah, meme. yeah 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 a lot of that i think okay. i tried doing a human centipede but i couldn't get like sal's face right or something you know Wait, and is, I didn't is, end up is, is this really worse than what we were talking about before we were recording no actually i don't yeah. think so so i don't know what the big deal was <laughs> but we'll, um, we'll we'll leave that off but yeah i mean you know they're they're a blast to hang out with for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say, you know, even keel from, you know, uh, from like a touring perspective. Is it like hard? Like you guys have been a band for how many years now? Like a long time. Uh, this will be, I think our, we're 
probably seventh or eighth year. Yeah. I wow. Think. Yeah. I mean, have you guys found it difficult to just find like bands that you can really can like? Thank you, Sign is such a perfect like companion for you guys mm-hmm. based on your musical style and theirs with like the prog influence and everything, yeah. but all the other styles that you all listen to. Cause I know like you guys, like I know you're like a jazz guy too. Mm-hmm. Obviously they have like some horn section type stuff that they implement. So has it been like hard over that time to just find bands like that, that you can really like vibe with and, and kind of like, you know, like co-brand yourself with so to speak yeah i mean when we started we were kind of worried that we weren't going to find like any bands like us and even still like we're not heavy enough for metal bands like like metal and we're too heavy for regular like rock bands exactly you know and that's um that's been like the tricky part but uh like that was always our thing too like we were like too hardcore for the pop punk bands we were too pop punk for the hardcore bands which is why weirdly enough i liked booking you guys with us yeah because like you were heavy enough to to match the people that listen to us because we were heavy but you weren't a death metal band either Mm -hmm. so all the the girls and the wives and the girlfriends that came like could could tolerate if not really enjoy you guys because <laughs> yeah. you weren't screaming we're not at screaming them. yeah yeah um and it's it's a good place to be in and a bad place to be in all at once because that also makes or breaks what shows you get on too, yeah you that's... know so like we would because we were quote-unquote prog we would get on these like prog shows and even prog festivals and if you know like prog yes we play long songs but not but, like Dude, you have 13 and 20 minutes. Like, I, I, I'm probably alienating pro- prog rock fans here, but there's some nerds that, like, they love, like, 30 minute epics, and it, like, takes you through this, like, dynamic thing, and it'll be, like, uber light, and, you know, oh, there's a mandolin in here and stuff. What's your favorite 16 minute song? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh. Mine's the Count of Tuscany. <laughs> um, but, uh. You, you, why are you nodding? Back and it's like a that. joke okay? from my 21st okay. birthday. I got our it. Our friend was super drunk. I'm like, and ah. he, he was with all our, our girlfriends at the time, most of now our wives, and he's like, yeah. what's all your favorite 16-minute song? Because mine's Dream Theater's <laughs> The Count of Tuscany, and they were oh like, my God. what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> of all Dream Theater songs, like The Count of Tuscany? Well, that was yeah. right after that album came out. Right, and, yeah. Um, and he's also about, very drunk. About right. 20 minutes. Yeah, he was drinking 151 all night. And then about 20 minutes Fair. later, he smashed his face on the sidewalk right across from the dual. He's planning on a and Razor Wildwood. scooter. Yeah. And they say the American dream is dead. Right. So <laughs> he turned out just fine. Okay, good. Yeah. But yeah. His favorite 18 minute song in uh, 2009 was The Count of Tuscany. The Count we're, of Tuscany. we're working on a screenplay. I think that entire night would make a good movie. Oh I don't think God. so at all. <laughs> I would watch it. Um, um, do you guys have any like any stories from being on the road that you like to tell, like fun or tragic? Or I mean, there's, there's maybe not the tragic one. I, I mean, know you well, do have I a mean, tragic the, one. The easy so, one yeah. is to getting our shit stolen yeah. in Chicago. That's the tragedy. But um, there was uh, a there was a good a good side of that too, which was everybody the outpouring of people. Yeah, I mean, the, helping you get new dude, shit. Dude, it was amazing. I which mean, was uh, so cool to and see. It's funny to talk about prog festivals because that was at a prog festival, and um, there's a band called Gentle Giant. Um, that uh, I loved growing up, um, still love him, and uh, getting to meet the guitar player from that band, and then him finding out like what happened to us, and him donating, you know, to uh, uh, to us getting back on the road. We had like a show in Indiana, you know, like the next night, and he's just he sat there and talked to me, and I was like, dude, I love you, you know, without like fully professing my love yeah, for not like know, three friends not, and everything. You didn't like attack yeah. hug him or anything. Yeah, I've, d- I've, I've almost done that to members of the Dillinger Escape Plan and luckily <laughs> they don't remember 
but I'm still like, you know, if I see like Ben Wyman, I'm kind of like, hey man, you know. So, so. so speaking of Dillinger, then mm-hmm. I know like a very select few people that that listen to this are, are actually fans of them and will recognize oh, nice. them. So yeah, so you guys like record with them, right? It was is it a backroom? Yeah, so backroom studios owned, owned by um, Kevin Antresian, Um and Kevin is the well was the rhythm guitar player for the Dillinger Escape Plan in like the last year and a half, two years. Um, that they were a band and everything. So um, he actually used to be um, like uh, Ben Wyman's guitar tech. And um, we knew Kevin, you know, before he was in Dillinger, he was just kind of like, you know, still associated with them. Dillinger used to record, though they used to rehearse that back room. And um, they were looking for a rhythm guitar player. And, uh, and Kevin was just like, I'll try out. And then he, you know, all of a sudden he's like up on stage, you know, you know touring with them, you know, throughout Europe and, and New Zealand and shit, you know. So, can I cuss on here? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was, like, that kind of show. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. we don't fucking Understood. Care. Cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, he was a member of Dillinger. So, um, when we were recording our record, um, they were actually rehearsing for the Dissociation Tour. So, everybody but Greg was there. So, they were playing, like, instrumental of the new record. So, it's not, the, the record's not even out yet. And I'm nerding out, like, oh, my God, fucking Dillinger's here. They're playing the whole record. <laughs> You know, I had like just laid down drums, so drums were done. So I spent like the rest of the night just sitting by the wall listening to the record. You know, Billy Reimer's going at it. You know, Ben Wyman would come in and out and stuff. It was just like, if you told fifteen-year-old Mason like that he was going to be like doing that, he would pee his pants. You know, That's awesome. so it was really cool. How many times have you gone to New York in the past few years to see them? Uh, <laughs> well, I went to all three nights uh, at. Um, at a Terminal Five to, to see them. I mean, they've they've been my favorite favorite band since high school. So, yeah. So that's like the coolest part of all of it. Is like it all comes full circle. Like they're your favorite band. You love them somehow. You end up recording in the studio. They practice at. The guy yeah. who plays with the band engineers your albums. Like, dude, it was it was unbelievable. And um, it's not really announced yet, but we're doing um, a, a par- You know, we're waiting for the specifics, but we're supposed to be doing um, uh, a Rush tribute night. And Billy Reimer and Liam from Dillinger are going to be playing it with us. Oh, so yeah! Wow! So we're pretty stoked Dude. on that. This, uh, this is the point where I'm going to say I met you and the rest of the band uh, several years back at Gregapalooza. Yeah, and I was running sound. Yeah, you guys sound checked, and you played all of Limelight. Just oh my god! You just started yeah. playing Limelight, and you went through the whole thing, and it was just sound checked. I remember and I was that. Like, this is amazing. Oh my that god. was my introduction to all of you. <laughs> was that the Red that was a good one? Introduction. No, 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 no. Gregapalooza. Oh, Gregapalooza. GT, GT Park. Yeah, we're in the. They were on the main stage. Dude. It was probably about uh, 1.30 in the afternoon. They were early in the show, and they're just up there playing limelight. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome, dude. I I forgot about that. That was yeah. a good. That was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Took me back. Was that like five years ago now? Probably. Even yeah. More. I think. That, I think that oh, was shit. the year that Within and Without played. So without 2014, probably 13 or 14. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so wow. that sounds. Okay. Like, yeah. Probably about yeah. six years ago. Yeah. Wow. Dude, crazy. Yeah. Who else played that? I think uh, Me versus I was on that too. Yeah, they were um, on all those ones because they were on that yeah. same same group. But those shows were was that, always. That was that was the Emory year. That then, was not it? the Emory year. It the wasn't. Emory year was the year after that. Oh. oh okay. Got so. It. And that was the last one too. So yeah. that was a great way, honestly, to go out was that Emory show because that was ridiculous. Mm. That was very cool. mm. 
miss that so one. uh not really specific to the band yet but just talking to you because i obviously one of the things that me and you talk about a lot in our friendship is craft beer and we're here right. about the hops and stuff so like mm-hmm. just want to ask you about you know like your you know uh mm-hmm. you know fandom of craft beer mm-hmm. um if you want to talk about like some of your favorites like styles you like stuff like yeah. that so funny enough um and it's 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 funny because we were talking about broken goblet um before we got here my intro my introduction to craft beer was with mike from broken goblet because i used to be i used to play bass in a band called beyond dishonor and uh mike was like huge into craft beer and everything when i met him he was like brewing his own stouts um and then he started a brutal uh, brutal beer club and that was where like oh if you pay x amount of money you, you come out to this tasting there's like a shit ton of um you know shit ton of beer you can find out about and you know you go forward from there and then that turned into uh, broken goblet okay yeah so that was like my introduction in that's a cool beer. way to, to hear that a place like started is almost yeah. like this little like secret society of beer tasting yeah instead of just like hey i brew stuff in my garage and now i have a brewery yeah i mean it, it was it was i mean that's that's as ground up as you can it's get it's like only you know? fans before only fans yeah you know so <laughs> and, and not just like a chick showing her tits right yeah <laughs> pretty much all only fans is accurate um, but yeah, I mean, that was like my introduction to craft beer and all of us in, in it power are huge beer guys. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm, you've, you've seen that, like I've posted, you know, yep. shit that I bought between like the, you know, the bourbon County stuff, the Firestone mm-hmm. stuff. Well, actually when we were in, in California, um, Chris like stocked up on, on Firestone too. So he was like, uh, all right, well, what, what came out? I, I want to say you're a big, uh, the alchemist too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, it, we, I went up there, um, you know, a year and a half ago to stock up on Hattie Topper as you do. Um, but we went up there and found a Hill Farmstead. Um, Never heard of that. really? Okay. So Hill Farmstead's been around, I want to say like eight or nine years now. And out of the eight or nine years that they've been around, they've won Best Brewery in the World six times. Okay, wait, what is this again? It's called Hill Farmstead. And, uh, like, so my girlfriend and I were staying in Mont- we were staying outside of Montpelier. And it's about an hour north of Montpelier. So you're, like, in the sticks of Vermont. You're almost in Canada mm. at this point. And the beer that they had on tap there was just unfreaking believable Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance, like if you're, you know, if you're up in, you know, Montpelier and you're, and you have like a day. That I've you, driven you much further plan. for much less. So if, <laughs> if you're telling me they've won best brewery in the world several years, then I, I can make yeah. a trip, I think. So if you go to, um, if you go to Philly, there's a couple of places that have their stuff on tap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to take that eight and a half hour drive up yeah, there, but, but the good stuff is, right. you know, right from the source for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, everyone in the band are, are beer guys. So, mm-hmm. like, can you talk about any kind of interaction or, or things that you guys as a band have been able to do with, like, craft beer or at breweries or, or like, you, you play, like, shows there or anything? Yeah. So um, we, uh, I mean, being on tour, um, you know, any time that we get, get a chance to visit a brewery, we do. Um, one of my favorite ones was, obviously, I mentioned, you know, getting our shit stolen in Chicago. The day after that. That was that, your favorite? No, shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, so the day after that, though, um, we were heading to the show in, uh, was it Lafayette? I, I think it was like Muncie, Indiana. And um, on the way there, we hit three Floyds. 
And if you know Three Floyds, yeah. you have to get Zombie Dust. Mm-hmm. So we go and get Zombie Dust. We had a few other uh, beers there. Um, their food there is fantastic. Um, so anytime that we, you know, anytime that we're traveling, we try to hit a brewery at some capacity. Uh, we wanted to hit Russian River when we were in California. It just wasn't, it wasn't in the works. Um, but uh, did but you yeah. ever have a time where if if you were going to a lot of breweries when you were on tour, did you ever like? Like, did it? Was anyone ever like you ever talked to anybody? Like, oh yeah, by the way, we're at the show, and I see people that like maybe you ran into at a yeah. brewery. Like, was it like promotion? Almost? I mean, yeah, more so at bars than anything else. Okay. Yeah, like uh, if 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 a brewery's like too far out, and you know we need a beer, we'll probably hit a bar. It's been more so at bars, and then people just come out. Cool. You know, um, I would say you know it's certainly happened in Charlotte, Asheville, definitely. We were at Wicked Weed, and um, you know just kind of getting in conversations with people. You know, whether it be about beer or music. You know, right. like oh by the way, we're playing. Um, is like the Freak House or something. I'm trying to remember the name of the uh, the venue in in uh, Asheville, but you know, people came out to that. You know, so kind of uh, you know. Yeah, I hear Asheville's kind of like a hidden gem for breweries. And yeah, beer for sure. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Wicked Weed was like the go-to. Now that it's bought, been bought by uh, um, uh, Anheuser Busch. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I wow. think that was like two years ago now. Yeah, so I don't know if like people are still stoked on it. At least I am because you know. Beer's still it, probably good. Oh yeah, their their beer's fantastic, right. especially if you're into sours. Like they have like three locations, and one's called the Funkatorium, and it's all based on sours that oh, they wow. make. Yeah, so if you're into that, you know you go over there. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so to wrap this up, as far as what's going on with It Power right now, you guys have anything coming up, uh, show wise or anything? Yeah. So. Um, uh, March 22nd, I think it's a Sunday, uh, we're playing the, the Queen in Wilmington. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's actually a, a benefit show for uh, Mark Rogers, um, uh, WSTW guy. Um, so uh, we're doing that. Um, the April 23rd show at Ardmore Music Hall with uh, uh, the Rush Tribute thing. Um, uh, members of Narbot are going to be there. I think there's a member of uh, uh, Joe, Joe Russo's Almost Dead that's playing there. Uh, obviously, the guys from Dillinger. Um, and then, of course, uh, us, you know, we're going to open the show and then after that, play some Rush tunes ourselves. Um, and then after that, we're really just writing and, and getting ready for the, uh, for the next release. Any idea where, where that is? <laughs> is that like this year, next year? I'm hoping this year. Um, music is just about done. We're kind of polishing up. Um, really, it's going to be putting the words to it, putting the concept to it, and um, and getting it recorded. So again, we'll most likely do that at Backroom. And you guys have been doing like so. Chris is down in Atlanta. So how how has yeah. been that? How's that process been? It's I mean it's been tricky. There's you know there's no getting around somebody being out of uh, out of the city. You know you know out of the Philly area. Right. Um, but really you know it's it's keeping in touch. It's sending demos and everything. And then when Chris is up here, you know we get together and jam. You know, and then when Chris is up here, it's just like, you know, the sparks reunite and, you know, you're For sure. you're back into it, back into the groove. I feel like that would be kind of nice in a way because, like, a lot of the times, like, when you're doing it for so long with the same people and you're all just sitting in that room for the hundredth week in a mm-hmm. row, like, you can get a little stagnant, you can mm-hmm. get a little bored. So, like, it's all, like, obviously there's still complications with it. It's not the most ideal scenario, but like you said, it's got to be a real, like, rush and motivating anytime he is around and it's like... You know, you, you're probably very productive in those times, which is nice, and it's just fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's always like it's it's, you know, it's it's great when he's there because you also just get to hang too. Yeah, like exactly. That's, like that's half the battle is like being friends with the guys you're in a band with. Yep. You know, so um, yeah, it's it's challenging, but we make it work. All right, you have anything else, Steve? I do have one very random question. Sure. Oh, so I have one of your guys' shirts. I think I'm okay, and. 
this was a couple of years ago. It was like of the Bojangles label. Yeah. Uh, logo. Oh my God. Because yeah. it, it seemed like there was like a couple year span of where like everyone was making a t-shirt based off of another logo. Yeah. So I just wonder like, is there like a silly like story behind that or just. Not really silly. I mean, Chris and I love Bojangles. Like, uh, you know, unironically love that chicken place. Um, so, you know, him and I, obviously, you know, being on the road, you kind of find like places that you like. And as a matter of fact, we love Cracker Barrel too. So like coming over here, it's like, oh yeah, Cracker Barrel. Um, but yeah, Bojangles for sure is like one of those places that, you know, sits with us. And the, the music, like we did it around the music video in there because I put on like a chicken mask and, you know, (laughs) crumple up, uh, chicken nuggets. So. Uh, I guess the only other thing I was going to say is, uh, I believe you guys recently got a form of distribution deal. We did. That you that's, should be probably pushing. Oh on yeah, this? that's right. I yeah, forgot see, about that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting distribution um, through Deco Music. Um, I think they're affiliated with um, Warner Brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow. Um, and I think it's uh, MerchTable.com. Uh, yeah, it's it's still really new. So like off the top of my head. Um, but but they're yeah. pressing uh, your 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 latest album on vinyl and a lot of your other stuff, from what I believe. Yes, correct. Um, and that's where also like Does a lot of our our t shirts for them. <laughs> <laughs> we we pay them under the table. Yeah, yeah. More, me, more than get pay, paid from us. So. <laughs> yeah, so so no, but that, that that's a good thing because obviously yeah. uh, as a band that you know you're still trying to get your stuff together to get that distribution deal, especially with vinyl and stuff like that. That's tremendous. Is, is the turnaround time from them better it's than rough. the three years mine oh took? I mean, it's God. it's still it, it's vinyl, dude. It's you know as as great as like the 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 market is booming for it. It's still a pain in the ass to get it pressed. You know, even for 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 that press. I mean, it took God. I mean, well, you know, like fucking what a year year and a half yeah. it was it was a pain like, and then just two years know. delivery time i know yeah. dude I, <laughs> I i knew that that was kind of it, and it's, I, it's probably the last I time still, i get to take that shot so yeah. no 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 no. it's and i i totally deserve it too because i'm like a garbage person so um not a garbage person <laughs> uh mason appreciate it uh one obviously just love talking to you yeah good dude a lot of a uh, lot of common interest here second obviously thank you for letting us use your guys' songs as our our intro music and stuff. no dude it's, it's I, I get a lot of weird comments because people are like this is like a sports and beer podcast and then like so, literally one of my friends who who i'm sure is actually probably a fan of your music because he's into all that kind of stuff was yeah. like I used to just have the music be the star, and he's like, yeah. you know, it kind of just like punches you in the face. Well, like, dude, I mean, like, like I'm. He's listen- like, you might want to have like an intro first. And I was like, fine. So now I talk, and then I'm like, and here's our friends in the presence <laughs> of the world, and then <laughs> you get punched in the face. It's so like, well, yeah, you know, we've got this, and we're sponsored by this. Oh, by the way, and these are our friends in the presence of the world. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I and I can't thank you enough for uh, for using it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, I. The whole fun thing about this is supporting local businesses, local breweries, whatever. You guys are, are still a local band to me, even though now you're all big time and shit. Um, Man, I live down the road. I'm not in fucking Hollywood. <laughs> you're just talking to us about how yeah. <laughs> you're just talking to us about how Toronto's so great because you guys have all these ripping shows it's, there. It's a great town. We never, technically we never quite made it to Canada. We made it to internationally. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, we we're, we've been riding that. Yeah. For a bit. Oh yeah, we tour internationally. But Meanwhile, but, but, thank but, scientists is like playing <laughs> Europe and shit. But yeah. but I th- I also thought it fit pretty well with the fact that like what we do is weird and out there and unique. So like I don't want just some generic sound bed filler like i wanted to just further show yeah. that like we are doing a, a, a weird and unique something. thing that that kind of does punch you in the face like we're two loud arrogant brash motherfuckers that are just 
incoherently rambling on a microphone and about 12 and a half people listen per episode. So uh, I, thought, I thought it was very well fitting. So. It means the world. So again, make sure that you're following In the Presence of Wolves on Twitter at ItPalBand and on Instagram In the Presence of Wolves. Mason, thank you for joining us and cheers, brother, even though you don't have a beer. Yeah, I know. Cheers. Air beer. Air beer. There we go. <laughs> All right, next matchup in the top right bracket, we have The Power of Love, another cover that's off the most recent screen near Stereo, versus Better Off Dead, which was another off the self-titled. Correct. Better Off Dead is the opener. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Corey, go ahead. Better Off Dead, for Better sure. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's no debate here, right? Power yeah, I mean, Love, it, they did a good job of, it's not really all that different than the original, and the original is yeah. a good song. I feel like right. for how many of their covers, they do a good job of changing it. Like, this one was pretty straightforward, so it's not super, Yeah, I mean, you know, Huey Lewis or, in the news. Right. <laughs> Tremendous there. Yeah, and Back to the Future theme. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, Better Off Dead, easy advance. Next one, Corey hinted at this one earlier, so I think we all know where he's going to be. King of Wishful Thinking versus Resurrection. So Resurrection being off of Resurrection, the title track. Yeah. Uh, which we talked about being a good song, but King of Wishful Thinking is a very good cover. That's the first screen your stereo, right? Second. It's the second? The first one's the one that has the Aerosmith and My Heart Will Go On, stuff like that. The first one's kind of really, they don't really play anything off of that album. Oh, okay. Hmm. King of Wishful Thinking off the second one. So, Corey, I assume that's where you're at, King of Wishful Thinking. No. You had Resurrection. I had Resurrection. Really? That was another thing that we discussed earlier. I love the song Resurrection. I know, but... Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, shit. All right, so Corey's Resurrection. I got Resurrection, too. All right, yeah. I, I'm pretty torn. Say I King th- of Wishful Thinking. No. <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, abstain. So, 2-0, Resurrection. All right. <laughs> 2-0 and 1. Yeah. And the last one in this bracket, Failure is Not Flattering versus Selfless. Selfless is... I'm trying to... I want to live selfless. Oh, shit. That's... That is also off Resurrection. Yeah, that's We discussed song. that, too, earlier in the show. That was the, the first single off of Resurrection. Man, this is tough. Steve, mm. go ahead. I'm trying to remember how failure's not flattering goes. I don't want to be sitting on the pocket. What's your problem? Oh, okay. shit. Yeah. Right, right. You asked. <laughs> I did it. Steve did. <laughs> I did. Thank you. No problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going selfless. I'm just going to say it. I'm going selfless. Selfless is a banger. It is a banger. It is. What do you have, Corey? You already had your answer written down. So Yeah. I have my, I want failures not flattering on this. All right. So, Steve, you got to break the tie here. I will go with... I love these songs. That's the fucking problem. Like, yeah, give me, I know, like, right? some bullshit fucking song <laughs> off, like, uh, radio surgery. <laughs> no. Make my life easier. I don't want that. Nope, nope, nope. I'll go with Selfless. Wow. Thought you were it's, a good failure. Again, right, so it's... Selfless moves on. Nice. So this one, we upset a lot of stuff here. So hit or miss, we got... Um, Better Off Dead, we had... They had King Wishful Thinking move on. We had Resurrection. And then we had Selfless, they had Failures Are Flattering, so we upset two of them here. I mean, it also would really suck if we just picked, like, the same ones, too. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I, was, I mean, we're just picking what we want. But. Yeah. All right, so the last bracket. So we have This Disaster, that was a Catalyst song. Yes. And then Truck Stop Blues, which is not without a fight. Yes. Is hmm. that the one that starts with the toms? Dun, 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 dun. That's not Truck Stop Blues, is it? Trucks Up Blues is dan da dan da Yeah, that's right? Trucks Up Blues. Yeah. That's Trucks Up Blues versus This Disaster. Yep. No, This Disaster. Mm-hmm. The only thing I remember from This Disaster is 
uh the that the drum fill all my life i've been looking oh, for shit. the yes yeah. oh yeah, yeah i really think <laughs> i really like trucks up blues me fucking too brother uh, Which I want trucks at booze. I'm just gonna start with that, and I want trucks at booze. Yeah, I think I want trucks at booze. Yeah, and I love, and I, I love. This uh, is this is another one that like I know Newfound Glory. Like Jordan's generally whiny, but this one's a little too whiny. This for me. this disaster is, in my opinion, that is always a um, great opener for a set, and they I've seen them do it as an opener a couple of times. But I feel like that's just it. That one packs so much energy. But, but some of their songs, there's a few songs in their history that just seem like they're like a half step too high. And This Disaster is one of them where, like, if that was a half step down, I think I might like the song a lot more. Right. Fair enough. It just has this really, like, sharp, tangy tone to it. And I feel like a half step down, that song would... And they probably play it like a half step probably, down Probably, for live, sure. Especially now. it's probably Like, better. when we went, we went, you and me went to both nights at Union Transfer and, and the Stone, Stone Pony. Pony for the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And so we saw them do uh, Nothing Go Can Stay, self-titled, uh, Sticks and Stones, Coming Home, and Catalyst, I want to say. Yeah, and we 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 made sticks sure. and stones was twice. Right, so there would have been five albums over three nights. Right, because that was the only one that was twice. No, we saw. I think they did nothing. Go. Uh, I mean, not without a fight too. I don't. But yeah, but that would be six, and then I don't think we saw a different. Maybe album maybe now without a fight wasn't the one because I know Stone Pony. We saw sticks and stones and, and nothing, nothing gold, gold which is stay, why we which, wanted that one. Yeah, that's why we went there. Right. I don't think they did not. Which another fight. thing, just for for shade from what we discussed earlier, the only. Nothing Go Can Stay representation is hit or miss, which they technically always consider that both that and self title, right. which is kind of sad because there's so many good Twos songs. Twos and threes would make it pretty Twos far and on this list for me. me too, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Summer 95, stuff like yeah. that. There's a so lot many of good, good songs. Yeah, a lot of them would do really well on here, which is surprising. I think that that, that has always it. been an album that they should have, like with the, a lot of bands these days have gone back in and re-recorded albums with a modern sound. If they fucking went back in and re- re-recorded True. that song, it would oh, fucking man. kick ass. Yep. Very, very good points from Corey here. I, I respect it. The next bracket... Oh, okay, wait. So we had Truck Stop Blues, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. To be clear. All right. Next one is Happy Being Miserable, which I think was also off the last album, the Makes Me Sick one, right? Yeah. Uh, versus Sunny, which is on Sticks and Stones. Yes. This is Sunny. Sunny, yeah. Sunny, baby. Yeah, not even close. Uh, Happy Being Miserable sucks, for the record. <laughs> yeah. Really, really bad song. Yeah. Uh, really don't like that at all. So I'm just gonna get that out of the way. I fucking don't like that song. Tell me how you feel. <laughs> all right, the last cover of the bracket: "Glory of Love" versus "The Story So Far." The closer for Sticks and Stones. Is there a conversation here? No, no. "Story So Far" is my favorite song on that album, and I... it's not that close for me. I love that song so much. "The Story So Far" is one of those songs for me personally that. I didn't really start to love until the last couple of years. I've started hmm. to love the bottom half of that album so much more in my later years of the of like of that album than when I first started. And I would kind of only listen like the first half. Now I'll listen the whole thing through, but that's sec- I love that second half of that album, and that is a great ender. Yeah, to an album. Yeah, uh, it's one of the first songs from them I I learned on drums. And the chorus, drum-wise, is so freaking good because the first half of it has all the cymbal hits matching the rhythm, and then the second half is just half-timed. It's like... And they're just jamming on it, and especially live. My God, that shit hits so hard. Yes. So it's not even close for me. Story so far is 
criminally underrated song from them and mm-hmm. also clearly the inspiration for the band the story so far yeah there's so many bands yeah. that have gotten their their names from from this band yep and their songs and their lyrics is anyone else on here that we've gone through i wonder well head-on collision has all-time low there which is go. where yep. all-time low got their name from yep exactly I didn't know that yeah, one. i'll give you that one mm-hmm. yeah good point that's all i can really see from this but whatever all right, the last one we have is Anthem for the Unwanted, which is that Radio Surgery? It was Radio Surgery, and that is the best song on Radio Surgery, and I fucking think that that is a great live song. Yeah. It makes it, like, it's okay to listen to there, but if you are trying to really get energy out of is a crowd... Is that the one? Yes. That was a good song, but it's against all downhill from Yeah, me. I mean... Exactly, yeah. So that's pretty... No pre- debate here. Pretty tough. Yeah, it's all downhill, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. You're right. Anthem for the Unwanted is is the only saving grace of that album, and especially live, it's a cool punk yeah. song. But all right, so moving on. Steve, you are you able to give us the matchups here now? Do you want to just uh, go down all the matchups now, or just do you want to do them one by one? Let's go one by one. Let's well, see. yeah. Let's okay. Just, let's just. So all right. So we have head-on collision up against listen to your friends. Whoever's ready to start, just start. From the I think it's head-on collision. I just, I don't know. I really like listening to your friends, man. I think I like listening to your yeah, friends. That's just, it's so easy core. It's like the right, definition. Which is yeah. why freaking Not Without a Fight is, such a is good so yeah. good. Because at the time when it came out, that was when we were huge into uh, Set Your Goals yeah. and stuff like that. And it really fit into what we I were mean, doing. I mean, here's my other problem. Strong. I voted for my friends in the first round. So like I don't think I can vote for Head on Collision now, considering I voted for the the one that lost. Fair enough. Him, and I voted for Listen to Your Friends. I'm I'm sticking with Listen to Your Friends. Well, it's about to okay. get kicked out. What is? Listen to Your Friends. Unless Fuck you won't you. listen to Your Friends. No, I went Head on Collision. I went Head on Collision too. Fuck you guys. Mm. <laughs> Fucking. I see why you guys don't like my friends over you. But in... I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I see why you don't like listen to your friends either. <laughs> I really don't get it. You guys fucking suck. Oh no. All right. What do we got next? All right. So now we got something I call personality up against understatement. And right, well, I mean, I'll go with the same thing before. I voted for vicious love over something I call personality. So I don't see how I vote for it here. I voted for understatement. I'm going understatement. Yeah, I think I'll go understatement too. I it's... three went understatement. All right. So that one's easy. All right. There you go. Moving right along. So now it's uh, it's not your fault versus truth of my youth. I'm going truth of my youth, for sure. Truth of my youth. On this yeah, game. it's not your fault. Loses to almost every other song in here. It just got th- matched up with their newest single that yeah. I don't care for. Yep. So, and truth of my youth is one that like if you had me sit here and list songs, probably doesn't come up for a while. But like once we talked about it, like realizing how much I like that song and how underrated mm-hmm. it is to me. So, like, real real strong dark horse rising through the ranks here. So now we have uh, Ready and Willing versus Hold My Hand. Oh, I don't want to do that. Wow. I didn't, like, I forgot because everything so far, not going to lie, so far we're in the last match now on the left side. Right. Everything that I had has matched up until now. This is the first time that we strayed from what I had had. So I think you have to go first here. So we have what you said. It was it was ready and willing versus hold, hold my, my hand. hand. Yeah, hold my hand. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I'm there yeah. too. I, yep. Okay, fucking banger, man. Yeah, certified banger. All right, so we have the left. So side now we're out. on the right side of the bracket. We have ooh hit or miss versus better off dead. Damn. This is uh, Steve. Go ahead. Oof. 
<laughs> Fuck it. I'll go better off dead. I'm there. I went there three. Yeah. Wow. How about I, that? I didn't want to like force anybody's opinion. And yeah. I thought if I started, it might. But yeah, better off. That's just a better song. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And we have. And uh, this was one I know that I listened to both of them back to back just okay. to really see how I felt. You know, I was working, so I was trying to find you. I don't, I don't have the same feeling I do that I think you guys had about my friends, but like Hit or Miss is one of those songs that it's just, it's like, damn it, with Blink. Mm-hmm. I love that yeah, song. That's but fair. like at some point, the popularity of it has lessened it a little bit. Still yeah. love the song, but right, the popularity kind of hurts it a little bit. Whereas Better Off Dead fucking slams right out the gates on that album yep. yeah a lot of good tempo changes and in that from really upbeat right. punk to the easy core halftime and i will say going into this i was kind of nervous because i newfound glory is my favorite band but the self-titled does hold a very close uh meaning to my heart so i kind of felt that i was going to be biased going into a lot of these and when you actually start to look at it you really see that when i listen to them a lot of back the uh, songs back to back. I was very fair with my with my right. choices. All right. So next up we have Resurrection versus Selfless. This is just gonna get fucking harder and harder. Wow. Isn't the it? two songs Ooh. off of off of Resurrection meeting. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. Again, another toss up for me, man. I'd... I'm gonna start because I have a good explanation as to why I'm picking Resurrection. Because Resurrection has that part where they're just jamming and it's just a slow down and mm-hmm. it goes into that little slower breakdown. Yeah. And like, that's just like, they're both really good songs and it speeds right back up, speeds up and goes yep. right back into the repeat of the chorus. And like, that whole like phrase just really makes that song like special to me because it's not just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, whatever, repeat, repeat. Like, they actually have the slow down. The accelerando back into it hits you right into a, a sing-along chorus where they hard choke into it and and like that kind of stuff is is really awesome to me and something they don't do enough of because so many of their songs are, are pretty like straightforward uh, like structure wise and that's the kind of thing that I appreciate when they do more of stuff like that so like I think I like that song better. Uh, I don't. Know. I'm just gonna go with Selfless just because I. Unlike you two, I, I am not like a, a musical mind and don't play an instrument. Dude, so like selfless is for, like outro chorus where it's just big chants. Yeah, sing along is, is, is lit too. So it's awesome. Wrong yeah, with that. no. So first, uh, a they, simple they both person have like very, me, very good, like old school, newfound glory qualities yes. on a newer. Right. Yeah. Sound. And that was the first album where Steve wasn't there, so all the guitar just was Chad. Chad. So you were getting a lot of that chugging, oh, wow, yeah, uh, and just easy straight chord type of stuff. Chad, yeah, Chad yeah. Ball. And and that really made for that album to be special and if you especially if you love newfound glory it was even like dirtier than a lot of the other yeah, stuff they've for done sure. uh so but we didn't move on but i i agree resurrection okay there okay we go. tough one all right so now we got truck stop blues versus sunny it's sunny yeah i it's got to be sunny uh, this this one hurt me too, and I want Sunny as well. Yeah, but I love both of those songs. Yeah, the the problem is just that uh, you know when we talk about a lot of these songs and the older ones, I think we we either are talking about the feelings we have attached to them, growing up with them, or the overplay of them. Sunny is one of those ones that I feel 
is played the right amount. I feel like a lot of people like it. And like when you go to the shows, you can tell it's like a crowd favorite, but it's still, it still didn't really see a lot of play. The sad thing is, the Sunny's about someone dying, well, but it is still <laughs> such a. People love that I mean, that's, 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 that's my brand. about the song. Right. And exactly. that's why I, th- people I think people can it's easily more, have attachment to that's it. That's why I think it's more special to me is because I like songs that are almost kind of ironic in that sense that they're, they're like major chords and like happy tones, but they're singing about depressing subjects. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget, there's a My Chemical Romance song on one of their first two albums. I think. It's things it's like head first for halos and it's like the happiest fastest punk song you ever heard but it's like super depressing lyrics and like that song always stood out to me of them like well before anybody actually really cared about listening to them as being this <laughs> this beautiful irony of writing this crazy punk very happy sounding song about like the most depressing shit like i really gravitate to that kind of thing and being emo as shit in fucking late middle school so and early you didn't high get school 300 so tickets to go see them no, no. nope absolutely not couldn't, couldn't be me. All right, so Sunny moves on. Tough matchup, and we got one more. One more. So we have the story so far versus all downhill from here. I made I made it very clear how much I like the story so far, and I'm going to ride that right now. I'm, it's, not, it's not that close for me. Steve? You know, I'm going to have to agree story so far. Just because for me, all downhill is kind of one of those, like, I like it, but like you said earlier, I forget which song, but it's it feels like the damn it of Blink-182. It's like in that category where it's just like the people who say they like Newfound Glory but only know the hits, like that's probably up there for them. But, you know, you story so far, like, oh, man, this is, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's considered like a deep cut, but just. I think story so far is a deep cut. Is it? Yeah. Like story so far is low-key, definite top five for me. I've gone okay. with story so far here. All, of, all right. So story so far. So we're in the Elite Eight now? We're in the Elite Eight. Okay. With our first match. Bracket season. The Emo Eight. Oh, my the God. The Emo Eight. Oh. We, easy Core Eight. Easy Core Eight. Yeah, there you go. Can't go wrong either one. So we have the first matchup, Head-On Collision versus Understatement. Sticks and Stones versus Sticks and Stones. Yeah, like. I mean, I'm going Understatement. Y- yeah. That's it's not that close for me, honestly. It's got to be understatement. I, I three have gone understatement. I think I have a. I think there's something to be said about really strong opening songs and the tones they set yeah. for albums, and like, if you don't get that right, a lot of times like people miss out mm-hmm. on a lot of the other stuff of the album, and you and yeah. you set the you tone need that with something hook. Like that could yeah. be, you need the hook to catch you. Be like, okay, this song slaps. What's next? As opposed to if you get really kind of, uh, I'll see what the next song sounds like. Like that well, song you're comes already kind of got off to a bad start. If the that first song comes song out with strong it. power chords, awesome drum fill, but then the chorus is so bouncy, so happy, really, really good. Yes. Yeah. And the lyrics aren't like super like they're actually good lyrics, they're not like super cheesy. And but, when that album came out, all of us were in middle school slash high school, so a lot of the the stuff really yeah. resonates to the feelings that you have when you're in that age. Well, yeah, I mean, like Sticks and Stones always has a special place in my heart because I love telling people the story. In, eighth, <laughs> in the summer between eighth grade and high school, I believe is when it came out, and I walked all the way from my grandparents' house where we would always spend time by the pool, and I walked all the way to the Deptford Best Buy to buy Sticks and Stones <laughs> on CD and the second Papa Roach album. Nice. Which nobody remembers. No, no, there's the one with She Loves Me Not. That's the only thing anybody remembers, is <laughs> She Loves Me Not. And walked all the way back in time for my friends to come over so we could have a pool party so that I could play those CDs on my on my boombox and I could play Sticks and Stones. And everyone was like, holy shit. Like this. Hey, you so got cool. one. At least you didn't get the second Papa Roach in like a tattoo album. Yeah. 
like a Nickelback <laughs> album or something. Yeah, you know, something. You're like, so, ooh, they were both so bad like, it, it, like, I, I think most people have very few memories about, like, the way they received an album. Yeah. And I think those ones always stand out. Like, I always talk about Green Day, Dookie, and Nimrod being the first two CDs I got for, for the same Christmas one year. I remember walking to get uh, this newfound glory album. I remember my mom buying me the Offspring Americana on cassette tape from nice. uh, Record Town in the Deptford Mall or whatever. Was that what it was called? Record Sam Town? Sam Goody, I thought. No, Record Town was, was Record Town? downstairs in the middle by where JCPenney's is now. To, to the, like where GNC and the sports shop are. To be honest, I didn't really go in the mall. Oh, I think, that. okay. I, know, I, I don't I remember. I don't think Sam Goody was even in there yet. I think Sam Goody came when Record Town closed. <laughs> I think it was called Record Town. No, Record Town was a place. I just don't know where it was in relation to my life because oh, it was I in the mall. mall. Okay, then it, then that was it. I just wasn't sure if that was the exact. I pretty thing. much only went to places called Bradley's and Caldor and any place where my mom could buy me matching sweatpants outfits. Oh yeah, I mean I wasn't mm-hmm. like close in the mall, but well, cassette fucking, there was no money to go anywhere else besides <laughs> the place to get the sweatpants. All right, what the hell match were we All on? All right, so we're on Truth of My Youth and Hold My Hand. I'm going hold my hand. Oh man, like I, my youth has come so far. Yeah, I. But it's hold my hand. Well, here's yeah. the thing for me, and this is the first one. Well, you one, lost it. Doesn't matter. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> go, go ahead. Though. But go ahead. So it was truth of my youth versus hold my hand, which in my bracket, hold my hand didn't even make it out of the first round. And for what it's worth, on my own bracket, I had dressed to kill beating hold my hand and dressed to kill making it to the four. Which so, is the same thing that happened in theirs. Right. So yeah. we're talking hold my hand versus truth of my youth. And I think if that's the situation, I'm going hold my hand as well. Okay. okay. Despite not giving an option. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but hey, we've all been there. It's crazy now because yeah. I'm actually having to think uh, without being able to take my time and listen to these songs. But like, I'm just like, hold my hand. and So one half of the final four, we have understatement and hold, hold my, my hand. hand. Right? Okay. Yep. So the other side. So the other side, we have Better Off Dead versus Resurrection. It's Better Off Dead. It is yeah. Better Off Dead. Resurrection. Ex- it's 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 been a, a it's a Cinder- Cinderella story, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it lost in the first round in the main bracket for for this in the actual new. My, my bracket, bracket so. had Resurrection was Better Off Dead here. Wow, okay. that's where it made it actually. So better Off Dead beat it. So okay, wow, so coins like one hundred percent on this top row. Wow. And what do we got for the last one? The last one we have Sunny and the story so far the story so far i also have the story so far and this is another i have sunny and the story so far in this round as well with the story so far winning as well so yeah i i'm glad that we're um for the most part on the same wavelength about all of these i mean son i here's what i'll say about sunny because it's not really that up there for me but looking at the like it got very good seating that's yeah. what I'm gonna say. Politics, it would not man. make it. It would not make it into my top eight newfound glory songs at all. I don't think it's top twenty for me. One time in my life, that song was very, very. I used to listen to it a lot, and you were very sad, right? It was very fucking sad. sad. <laughs> I might as well have been dead inside, but here we are. We've all been there. It's 2020, and I might as well be dead inside, being. Uh, we so, all so are. What's our final, so what's so our the final, final four? four? Understatement going up against Hold My Hand. And then Better Off Dead versus the story so far. This is going to be tough. All right. So what the left side is understatement and hold my hand. Yep. I'm I, going understatement. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I've really driven hold my hand to get this far, but I can't. Nope. I can't do it. I have understatement. Understatement in my mind went, was the, in the finals on the left. So. Okay. So, okay. So you got there. So it's between uh, 
for, for a chance in a championship game. Better off dead versus the story so far. So this is funny because when you look at understatement versus hold my hand, like we've talked a lot about where these songs place and understatement's an opener and hold my hand's a second track. Yes. And now we have another opener against a closer, mm, which I think is like a, think a very that. interesting way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. We, we talk about setting the tone on an album, but like a lot of people, so many people, like how many people really even listen to full albums at this right. point? Like, do you really experience the way an album ends? Which, like, the story so far does such a goddamn great job of closing that album. Whereas, Better Off Dead, like we've mentioned, sets the tone for an entire. And the easy thing about the story through. so far too is it kind of the other song doesn't fully fade out before that drum starts kicking in. So it's literally almost part of the track before, which is like something that's not normal. So it kind right. of it catches your eye right out of Especially the game. Especially back then, yes. Yeah. With that said, I'm going Better Off Dead. If we're going off my bracket, well, you're you can. I mean, hey, you, you did the work, man. So, but I did what, what I felt, and my fe- my work right. feels the same. And I have the story so far here, beating better Son off dead. Of a bitch. So now it's up to you, old Soul Danny boy. Dan. You were riding, you were riding the story so far all this time, and you said it 25 minutes ago. Where are you at now? I think I'm on better off dead. Okay, okay. wow. All I right. think I have a personal bias with openers and really really just if, loving if i recall solid correctly opening tracks. i went actually despite the fact i've done this a couple times i went back and even though it was a song i listened to i would listen to it again against that person's thing and this was one of them because i could not decide and i had gone the story so far as well if if we were saying which one's better live i would switch my vote no i just went off of what no, i'm, really sa- I'm saying though since i picked better off dead i'm saying if you were like which one do you think they play better live? What do you like hearing more live? I would pick the story so far. But if we're just talking about the song itself, I think I'm going better off dead. Yeah. I also think that something about me wants the finals to be both openers. Of the first two albums. Yeah, well, understatement you versus got it. better off dead. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I think that has something yep. to do with why I'm choosing it. <sighs> I'm going understatement. Do you want my answer? Because you're looking at me, bro. Yeah, what's your bracket say, Corey? Are we gonna say are we gonna say our answers on three so that we don't toggle yes, the other's sure. opinion? One, two, three. Understatement. understatement. All right. All right. I had understatement winning mine the whole time. Wow. So oh wow. Go. Okay. It's weird, man. Like I like going through this, we thought it out. It all makes sense. I'm very I'm very good with it. Now it's got me thinking, like if somebody's just like, Hey, what's your favorite newfound glory song? Before we did all this, when I've said understatement? No. I, I literally said, yeah. I said the same I thing. Know. When I did this bracket, the first thing that I said was, how did I end up here? Like, I love understatement, but I would not have been able to pinpoint and said that that is my favorite song. And I think, again, that's the beauty of a bracket. When you're putting songs up against each other, other ones get the boot, but doesn't necessarily mean that that's how you really feel about it. Yeah. And, and that's why, like when I do my silly bracket, daily bracket challenge on Twitter. That's why I just like Google and find other brackets, because if I sit down and make a bracket myself and list everything one through 16, four times, that's just like, OK, well, the bracket's just going to have you taking a higher seat each time, you know, for the most part. Right. So that that's what's fun about a bracket like this is, you know, it's I think part of the debate of the order of the songs in a bracket is fun in of itself. But, you know, sometimes you just end up with the result. You're like, oh, wow, I, I wouldn't think this would be the winner. Yeah, was, that's pretty interesting, man. So, yeah, so we con- consensus agree, which is surprising to me, that understatement wins the bracket. 
I still uh, like this is going to eat at me for the weekend. I wonder is this, this is a bit that yeah. we were going to do for AC Beer Fest, if I recall. Right, and we yeah. still uh, we can still do it again and we'll, see if it we'll, changes. Or then. or we'll do like uh, Blink One Eighty Two songs or another band or no, I don't no Steve, I don't you know. can do Iron Maiden's top thirty two songs on Tuesday this week by yourself. <laughs> if you want me to, let's go. Greatest WWE entrance music. Oh, I could. Fuck that's with that. a good one. Yeah, coming Dude, this for Thursday. Real. All right. So, uh, hopefully you guys didn't hate us weirdly and randomly talking about Newfound Glory. It's pretty much the first musical thing we've probably talked about in all of Process Potables to this point. Uh, but there it is. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You can find that bracket on like Newfound Glory's Twitter or, or Instagram or whatever if you want to see, again, what the results ended up being. Or if you uh, want to respond to us and let us know, you know, what your favorite Newfound Glory song is. If you thought that, you know, we got any of our matchups or explanations wrong or whatever else, let's stay in touch over social media. But make sure you're all staying quarantined, staying safe, staying healthy. and uh, Sing the chorus of understatement to yourself two times while washing your hands. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's probably about right. Uh, for Corey, I'm Steve. Uh, <laughs> 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 Fuck. You leave that in. Done a little you bit. Fucking leave that a in. A little bit of drinking in that. A little, little drinking. For Corey and Steve, thinking. I'm down. I'm not used to having two people here, so I think that's fair that's enough. The thing. Usually, it's just me and Steve, so I get to say, "For Steve, I'm Dan." But then I had to add another person in there, and math is hard right now. So for well, Corey, this would be a good time for you to do those math problems there. Son. For Corey and Steve, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, and trust the podcast. <laughs>